What is going on, everybody? This is episode three of Two Drinking Dads, One Drunk, and I am so excited. This is your host, Mike Shimbersky, with your co-host, Addison Shumagala and Brett Shumagala, with me as always. Uh, we are bringing you plenty of sports news and whatever nonsense we can come up with. So, uh, Addison, I think you this time have the first... I guess we call them topics down there because we always go on a rant. So, you know we do, Mike, and it's okay because you know we're starting off and this is new to us. Even I think episode fifty, we're gonna just rant. Yeah, I think. That, <laughs> I think right. Just get used to it, folks. We you like think, to rant. All you right. think we're gonna get experience after doing this? <laughs> like, uh, like, no, no, <laughs> like, no. It's, it's like, like, do we get a point system that goes with that, too? Yeah, right now it's one nothing. Like, at some point through the app, we can start unlocking things to, like, more sound effects. Yeah. More, Ooh, more like ways a, to get things. Like, like a, a rewards program? Yeah. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I think we just have a rant. <laughs> Anchor. And anytime somebody calls somebody out, you put a dollar in. Anchor, are you listening right now for this rewards program that we just came up with? We want full rights to that. Even if it's just a penny, every single time somebody subscribes, I'll, I'll, I'll I seen a guy. I seen a guy <laughs> in a video who bought a Bentley because he invented the credit card system. Those pennies add up, man. and he only took three cents per purchase. <laughs> now, if you think about that, it adds up. It's like fast. Yes, everybody uses credit cards. Right, millions <laughs> of pennies. Of, of pennies. <laughs> the best part of it was, is this guy had billions of dollars, and uh-huh. he still. Had teeth that looked like Eclipse gum sticks. Well, when you have millions of dollars, it no longer it no longer matters. I think the people, I almost feel like the people with the best teeth have like no money, you know. Isn't that crazy? That, like could, be a, got, that could be a hot take. I'm maybe not they sure. maybe they just spend all their money on on hot you know dental care. Yeah, maybe that's why they've got nothing. For that's why they're broke. They're like they're like I got nothing, but look at these. Look at these pearly whites. Look at this. Look at this smile. Doesn't it just blind you? <laughs> Oh man! So it's like <laughs> it matches life's your hot takes. <laughs> Screw sports. Life's hot takes. Life's hot takes. <laughs> Look at these pearly whites. They 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 match your they match your pearls. And every single time we do a segment like that, you're gonna be like, "Hi, it's Mike. I'm Mike. Hey, e e with a hot take. Boom. Got to force that e out. But all right, all right. So let's uh, let's jump into this. So the first thing that I kind of want to bring up is, you know, now that we've been talking about early whites and taking care of yourself. How about the how about the bad news when that happens? Like players getting injured. Uh, you you know? have a spider on your mic. <laughs> <laughs> Life's hot takes. That was dangerous. I saved your life. Brett also was Damn. the was the Good warrior call. that he made the call out. I took the action. Yeah, he was the he was the white. Hey, I had to positively ID team. the spider. Okay, you I had to make a, sure it wasn't like a poor little ant or something. You were a damsel in distress. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know who else is a damsel in distress right now, Mike? Who? The Titans. Oh, yes, they who? are. The Titans are, because they just lost their hero. <laughs> That's right, Derek Henry. He is out for six to ten weeks with a broken bone in his foot. Now, he did just get, get surgery done on it, so he's already in, moving in the right direction here. But this is a huge loss for the Titans. Big time. Uh, but, I, you know, for some reason, I feel like they're just going like, to still make it on the, on the field. I, I just For some reason. I mean, I feel like he's playing next week. I still feel like he is. He's just Superman. I'm well, just I'm kidding, obviously. But well, yeah, they they did just pick up Adrian Peterson too. Right. I mean, he's practice squad. He hasn't been elevated yet, as far as I know. But that's and that's not a bad pickup. I know he's old. He's but 36. Who, that doesn't. He's still chugging along. But Frank Gore's 
you know, he, another he played, example of freak time, of nature as far yeah. as athleticism goes. True, true. Except for the longer the season went on, I'd always, I'd always see a burst from, from Gore in the beginning of the season. And then uh, as the season went on, you'd always notice he gets a little bit slower. Uh, and I think that's just yeah, because of the wear age, and tear. His yeah, age, yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the, the wear and tear, because like by the time the second, third quarter comes, he doesn't have the stamina to keep up. Oh, I'm not talking about that. I mean, he he can well, make it. Well, even as the season goes. That's what I meant. Like, yeah. so, so the longevity like six, of the season. Six games in, he's not moving as fast as he was he week one. He had the same Frank Gore as week one. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's how I feel about Adrian Peterson. I feel like they're picking him up in the right time, you know, uh, with the fact that Derrick Henry went down. Uh it's Even though he's old, he might be able to make it the rest of the way. You're not necessarily halfway through, but you're almost there, you know, and so that's exactly what I'm saying. Granted, yeah. the season is a game longer this year. But I think he's on a pitch count. I think they still have some backups, but what they're going to do is try to is try to use him in the same like they're going to use a lot of the same play calls that they would use Derrick Henry with Adrian Peterson and then their other backups will kind of fill in the role of pass blocking and, and catching the ball out of the back. Yeah, stuff, catching yeah. the ball out of the backfield. But you still have a bruiser now. And yeah. that's the whole point, I think. Speed bruiser and, you know, obviously his time with the Vikings when he was there, he was lights out. Yeah. Oh, granted, I mean, granted, yes. Not he's the 36, same back. but he's still good. Not the same back, he's but yes. He's still good. At least, still, you know, I agree. I think that he will actually still give the Titans enough of a spark to still be dangerous. Well, I mean, the Titans sure to hope so, Mike, because six weeks is a long time without your, your star running back. Heck, the league's a star running back. I mean, think about it. So the Titans are 6-2 and two right now, and they've got a pretty decent schedule for, uh, for the rest of the season. Um, they play the Rams next, and then they've got the Saints, the Texans, the Patriots, the Jaguars, the Steelers. And it's actually that Steelers game that might be the first week that we see Henry back. If not, then it could be he, he could be out the rest of the season, or it could be any one of those last four games for them. Well, if I'm if I'm the Titans coach, Mike Vrabel, I think right, uh, and if I'm him, if or and just like Titans fans in general, if you just come out of that like with a few wins and maybe a couple losses, you're still in great shape. Right, the wave. St- and ride the wave, ride and you the wave. and then you still get Derrick Henry back. It, nothing's wrong with where you're at, you know. Like they, they might be just fine. Uh, and and speaking of that, I mean, we were talking a bit a little bit early before we came on uh, about fantasy teams. Uh, I mean, Derrick Henry was on mine, and now now I I don't even know what to do because I went to pick up uh, Adrian Peterson. Somebody else already did it, and so <laughs> uh, I'm sitting here like just at a loss. I'm like I don't have any running backs. And I took his backup too. So <laughs> you would too. Like, you're, he's the most. He's the grimiest. See, like that's like, why I hate. I hate playing fantasy player. with you, dude. You're a dirtbag. He 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 traded me. Luckily, I, luckily I got Kirk Cousins and he got Sam Bradford. Uh, Ooh. Darnold. Darnold. Oh, Sam Darnold. <laughs> Sam Bradford. I don't know what I'm saying here. <laughs> uh, Sam Darnold. That's, we shouldn't drink while we do this. Uh, Sam. He got Sam what? Darnold. It was it was it was worth the, the trade actually turned out to be worth it only because I knew his uh, that Darnold was going to go downward you know and uh, so he ended up getting him on that downward spiral thank thank God so so I still have two viable quarterbacks but still it was almost a bad trade because if McCaffrey would have stayed healthy Darnold would have been thrown all over the place still 
and you'd be reaping all the benefits. All right, all I don't right. like you. I don't like you. All right. I really don't like you in hey, fantasy. Fantasy is competitive, okay? And besides, you, I have you, no running backs, okay? You, all my running backs got hurt, okay? I had Barkley, I had Edwards Hilaire. Both those guys are still out. And I made a mistake earlier on and got rid of Melvin Gordon. I should have kept him. But now I'm stuck with Gaskin uh, and somebody else's backup as a starter, and I just picked up um, the Titans' backup, not Adrian Peterson, the other guy. Um, so I'm hoping that maybe he'll do something, but hey, he's still an unknown. So I mean, I know you're hurting, Mike. Yeah, know. but you you swindled me like an army recruiter. Is what you did. <laughs> <laughs> you're used to it. <laughs> well, uh, back on topic when you when you guys were talking, when we were just saying that go with the flow thing. The first yeah. thing I thought of was Happy Gilmore. Oh yeah, he's feeling the flow. He's feeling the, the flow. hips. No, 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 no. Yeah. The other guy. Psycho. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's man. feeling the flow. One of my, uh, the, the, one of the best parts, I, we're not going to go all, all out on that movie, but I, my favorite is when he's about to putt for the first time, I think, and that guy comes over to him and he's like, he's at the airport, his bags are packed, send him home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ball, time yeah, to go time home. Time to go home. <laughs> Why didn't you go home? Yeah, you took good for your see, home. And that's what I meant by going too far into the movie. Let's let's move all on. Right, all right, all right. Yeah. So the next the next thing is it's not just Derek Henry who's got woes right now, and it's also the Saints because they just lost Jameis Winston to a torn ACL. He's out for the season. Uh, they're gonna be okay. They're gonna be okay. They they got Tyson Hill, uh, the backup there that came in. I honestly, Trevor, Trevor, Trevor Simeon, Simeon, Trevor Simeon, 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 yep. Who's who's a veteran? He played well. I don't. I don't think that they're uh, they're in a bad spot. Uh, the Saints are one of those teams where uh, you just have to have a capable guy there, and they can still make things happen. I do know that they did lose Michael Thomas. I was, though, I was just right? about to say Michael Thomas. That is makes also it well. tough. That makes it tough. But they still have Elvin Kamara. Yeah, it, it, that's true. Um, and I but, mean, you can't be a one man show. But very, very true. Um, it, but I, I kind of wish I would have, or that they would have. Well, I guess I don't kind of wish this, but it's kind of surprising that they didn't, I guess, maybe make a move before the trade deadline, which just closed on Tuesday. Does it say how long he's out for? Who, uh, Jameis Winston? Yeah. He's out for the season. He's out for the season. Well, what if they make the playoffs? Would he be back by then or no? No. No. Even even if, well, he will get the surgery quickly because he's an NFL. But, I mean... So, an an ACL injury, does it just takes a while. Like, I had my, my left ACL reconstructed. I was going to say, didn't you have that surgery done? I, I did, yeah. Like, it, it took me, well, first off, it took me, like, seven months to even get the surgery. Thank yeah, but you, you're, also, Healthcare, but. you're also not in the greatest shape, and he's a professional athlete. Right. What but, are you talking about? Round is the shape. And it's, a, it's, and it's in right now. Round is in, okay? Round is in, but not in the NFL. That's true. <laughs> but, Just um, because of pumpkins, because of the time of year. Yeah. Seasonal. It's I sure seasonal. do like pumpkins, Cotton. <laughs> How about some of that pumpkin spice? But that's no. literally his nickname. <laughs> pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but no, so the recovery on an ACL is roughly a year. It's, it's, it's uh, 6 to 12 months depending on physical therapy and the severity of the injury. Um, and most, in most cases, it does usually take the 12 months. Right. No, I, in, in, with all seriousness, yeah, seriousness yes, I, 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 I'm sure you're correct on that. It's just... Uh, so I guess, I think I said, I think with Tyson Hill, I think that they're still fine. I mean, he, they, they were able to 
they were able to crank out some wins last season with him playing quarterback. And so I think that that's, I think that that's going to be okay for them. I think that they have uh, enough weapons to sustain some wins. I don't know how far they can go in the playoffs that way. So I, I think you're right on the fact that I'm surprised they didn't make a move when they, when they could have in the trade deadline. But um, the only other thing I could think of is it's Cam Newton. It, yeah, it's a possibility. but I, I could see that. But at the same time, I don't think that they would go for Cam Newton right now just because also Michael Thomas is being injured too. So they have to address the uh, the gorilla in the room, if you will. I think it's an elephant in the room. Elephant in the room. No, no one has el- gorillas in the room. <laughs> I mean, not to address anyways. <laughs> I'm just trying to use a phrase, okay? The elephant in the room is the correct phrase, but I mixed up my animal crackers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's a cheetah in the room. I, I miss. I, I mix mine up. I mix mine up too. I always say bad news ducks instead of bears. So so I'll let it slide. I think that's worse, Mike. I I, I would have to agree with him on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, does it matter what animal you say? If it's bad news, it's bad news. <laughs> this is true. What the duck? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, well, speaking of trade deadline, <laughs> shut your quacker, Brad, over there. <laughs> speaking of the trade. <laughs> But, all right, so there were a few there were a few trades uh, that happened before the deadline, uh, most of which we already know, some of which we even talked about already too on the, on the previous episodes. Uh, but one of the ones that we didn't get a chance to yet because it did happen this week was Von Miller to the Rams. Yeah, uh, big time trade. If he was ten years younger, um, I think <laughs> I think he's still a good pass rusher, but he's going to be on pitch count. I mean, he's uh, what? How old is he? Do we know? I, I will look it up, but I want to say he's like 36. Yeah, look, look that up. I'll, I mean, I'll double check. I mean, I, we, can't, we can't talk. Uh, 36, you think, Brett? Or 33? Oh, 33, that ain't bad. Uh, so I might, I might be talking out my uh, wazoo here. You're a quacker. Oh, he's, he's 32. Uh, I'm sorry. Brett and I are both wrong. He was 32. He's so 32. He's not old. Uh, I wish we were going off of prices right, even though we both would have lost. I was closer. Mike, yeah, you should have uh, said 21. Come on down. Um, no, he – yeah, yeah. actually, so he's not old, in, in, my, in my opinion, as far as, as, far as the uh, pass rusher goes. I mean, the Bill, we can't even talk. The Bills have Mario Addison. Um, yeah, and Jerry. And Jerry. I love you, Jerry, but you're getting old. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> that should be his next job after the NFL. Oh, oh my God, a Jerry Springer bouncer? A Jerry Hughes. No. No. Just, oh, just, the Jerry, Jerry Hughes, Hughes show. <laughs> The, the Jerry Hughes, the Jerry Hughes show. Yeah, it's a lot like Springer. Jerry Springer. No, no, just like. A... Oh man, uh, Jerry Zinger is what it'll be called. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Jerry Zinger. Jerry Zinger. Mike, Mike, you might want to, you might want to tweet him like ASAP. Me like, yo, I got your next pitch. <laughs> He'll never tweet back. No, he probably won't. You know. But anyways, the Ra- okay, yeah, but all right, but let's go, let's go back to the Von Miller trade here. Okay, so the Rams yeah. gave up. He's, he's keeping us on topic. You I, see I'm this? trying like, to. Just trying stop to. trying to drive the bus. It's like, it's like herding cats here. <laughs> I am not a feline. I may be hairy, but I am not a feline. <laughs> Canine, maybe. All right, I'll give you that. Still there. Um, but anyways, so, the, so listen, the Rams gave up. There really is a gorilla in the room. <laughs> 
Wow, I'm not even mad about that. That's good. That's just a good joke. <laughs> but anyway, all right, all right. On topic. Listen, Judge Judy, stop. <laughs> I prefer Judge Joe Brown. Oh. Don't throw your book at us just yet. He's got a gavel over there. He's getting all pissed. All right. All right. So anyways, the Rams give up See what a second rounder and, all, we lose all and their third rounder. <laughs> For this year's draft, to he's get talking Von over Miller. us, <laughs> and that leaves them with only their fifth and seventh round picks. So that's going to be interesting for them coming up. They have nothing. They are all in right now, all in. They have to be. They're all in. Dude, they're they're in the same position as the Bills. What? It's Super Bowl or bust. Timeout. As Back far up. as as far as what? the the precedents, the precedents. I'm not talking like in like um. I respectfully disagree. The they're they're attacking it like they're trying to go for the big go big or go home type approach. Yeah, I agree, but also uh, Bean is also willing to go home if he has to. So he has stuff lined up for the next draft. You don't you don't go all in and expect you just want one Super Bowl and that's it. Like like <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like like so they're all in. They're all in win now, which I understand, but like that means that they're expecting that the roster that they have now is going to be just as good next season with no, without drafting anybody almost. Unless Sorry. they plan on wheeling and dealing next season for draft picks. I just, oh, wait, you know what? Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just saw something. This, this might work out. And the, okay. reason why, the reason why it might work out is because nobody's safe next season. I'm seeing the light bulb above your head right now. Yes, there really is an actual light bulb. Uh, <laughs> I have an idea. Uh, <laughs> uh, the I'm thinking about this right now. Nobody's safe next season on the Rams as far as tradability. And the reason why I say that is because if they don't get a Super Bowl, or if they do get a Super Bowl, they're going to want some draft capital back. And so if you're up there in your 30s, or even past 30, Bye, Felicia. you might get traded, or you might get sent off for draft picks. I mean, it's just nature of the business. Just now, catching my rip. I didn't know that that was a take of yours. <laughs> uh, it, it was in the back of my head. I didn't know how I floated the idea or how to float it. It wasn't, like, right there, but it was a very tangible reason in the back of my head. As It was like, well, is it because the age of the roster that they might be in right now and you got also got the capital behind it? Because you know Von Miller's time is going to be limited in the NFL from here on out anyway, you know? So, at the same time, you got you got age, you know, a lot of guys' contracts are going to probably be expiring. I think next year, Jalen Ramsey's expires either this season or uh, next season or the season after. It's one of the two. I'm almost certain of that. He's worth a lot. Fact check that shit. That's what I mean. Like you, you get you can get a first round pick for him all day long, and you got to feast on a team like Miami for that because you know they're gonna, you know, they're they're kind of struggling right now just to get points, let alone wins. Yeah, sticker price like that's pretty steep though for a team like Miami. I don't know if you're going to give up a first round pick for Jalen Ramsey at this point. They almost gave up two first round picks for Deshaun Watson. Hey, uh, that's different though. I mean, that's a franchise quarterback that could change a franchise. Uh, a, a, a shutdown corner. Yeah, sure, he can help, but I don't think that he makes a franchise. Speaking of shutdown corners, um, Brett, you asked me to fact check. Actually, excuse me, you demanded that I fact check that, so I did. He did say. <clears throat> Fact check that shit. He did. Um, 
And well, I've got to point out that Jalen Ramsey is going to be on the Rams for the next four years. Oof. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have to swallow my foot on that one. I was, I was way off. Yeah, he, uh, he actually restructured his contract and signed a deal uh, with the Rams last year in 2020 for a five-year extension. So, yeah, he'll be with the team until 2025. Yeah, uh, he's pretty wrong on that. Oof, man. Swinging, swinging a miss. Um, but <laughs> even a blind squirrel finds a nut. Not that one. Uh, <laughs> True. <laughs> Not but. that blind squirrel sitting over there. He'd never find it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know what? I think I think it's time to move on here. And I think I think we just we're like going to move talk in. about animals. I think today. I think we're going to move in here, and we're going to start this wonderful new segment that we've been talking about since you know the first episode. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kick it off, and I'm gonna let you guys do your thing. And now it's time for Chet's sexy hot takes. All right. So, Chet is Chet is Brett, by the way. I I am Chet. That is me. I'm Brett. Chet. Rhyming and diamond over here. Anyways, I do not think that the Lions are as bad as their record indicates. The reason being is their rush, pass, defense, and offense are all mid-20 rankings, which would put them middle of the pack, back end of the middle of the pack. Granted, they also had a really tough couple of losses. You know, close games, last-second field goals. One of them ended up being an NFL record, Justin Tucker. And poor Dan Campbell was put to tears in front of the national media. Anybody's got to feel for that. It's a love story. It's a love story. And you've got to feel for that. I feel bad for the Lions. I don't think Dan Campbell's a bad coach, but I feel like that he is not coaching that team to their capacity. Moving on from that, their average yards per game offensively is 321 point yards per game. Passing offense alone is 228 yards per game. They average five yards per play, and they're averaging 16.8 yards or 16.8 points per game. In the league, you want to get around 20 if you're playing a tough defense. And as a good defense, you want to usually hold a, a off the off the chain offense, if you will, to 20 points. Now, I also have one more take for you guys, and I don't know how you're going to feel about it. Granted, there is some controversy around the entire situation on both ends of the spectrum, so bear with me. Um, OBJ, that's fresh news. Henry Ruggs, that's also fresh news. But there may be a chain link that's missing here for that Las Vegas offense, and OBJ is your, is your chain link piece to that offense. Henry Ruggs was, was very good. Unfortunately, he made it really Bad choice. Bad choice. There might be a marriage between Derek Carr and OBJ that is yet to be seen. What do you guys think? Well, Chet, uh, I think that those are good takes. Uh, but uh, the only thing I'll say is that, that, dude, I don't care what you say. Lions are bad. <laughs> they're bad. Uh, those are horrible rankings. I, I know what you're saying. They're not. They're not. Awful either. I mean, okay. you, you could be worse. I know you could be the Jets. Uh, <laughs> so, so I, I like I'm not disagreeing with you, but I am all at the same time. The reason why I say that is because I think they got shafted with Jared Goff. I really do. I, I think that the, the trade that the, the Rams getting Stafford 
and you have Jared Goff. I, not that he's a bad quarterback to, per se, but he ain't great. He's not Stafford. No, by any means, which we know that. I mean, look what he's doing on the Rams. Look what Stafford's doing on the Rams. Um, but are they as bad as their record says? I'm going to have to agree with Chet. No, they're not. Only because there are some games that they should have won. And, I mean, especially in, I think, Atlanta, right, you said uh, a record-breaking field goal? Or was that no, Baltimore? That was Baltimore. Oh, man, what a heartbreaker. I mean, just because you know you could have won that game. It's just as bad as us Bills fans watching Josh Allen slip on the one. It's, it's not knowing you could have, it's you should have. And the fact that Justin Cucker, Justin Cucker, Justin Tucker, Justin Tucker so we, so we makes, makes a miraculous sense. kick. And, I mean. <laughs> Justin Clucker. Justin we've Tucker. About, we've been talking about animals this whole time. Yeah, uh, yeah Justin Clucker. Anyway. Yes. He's, yes. A, he's that clucking idiot. That clucking idiot. <laughs> I'm just saying because, uh, like, I, I mean, <clears throat> we might as well call this segment the zoo. <laughs> this is the, soul, the title of this podcast is the zoo. Uh, for the, Boy, this ep- was this, it. This episode, yes, there was a gorilla, I believe, involved, an elephant, and now Justin Clucker. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Clucking no. his way onto the record board. <laughs> Clucking his way to the record. Yeah, hey, nice, man. I like that <laughs> plan. <laughs> that, was, that was clucking good. Yes, man. Um, <laughs> all right, enough of the clucking. Stop clucking around. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I'm getting a look from Brett right now. Chet and his sexy ethic. Didn't realize that we were going to just fill the void with dad jokes. <laughs> the room is spinning with dad jokes right now and beer. Um, so back to the Lions. Back to the Lions. And that, that kick, like, ah, oh, if you're a Lions fan, like, it's, something's got to give, you know. Uh, and I'm sure that that's where they're at. Uh, but, I mean, the coach did eventually call out Jared Goff, saying – when are you going to elevate the guys around you? And I think that's what good quarterbacks do in the NFL. And I, I think it shows if you know you have a good quarterback, you'll see better play from receivers that have no business being good. And my point is I can show that with Josh Allen, uh, even his rookie year. Uh, the, I mean, it wasn't amazing, uh, but he also had Foster to throw to, uh, Aaron Foster and uh, – Zay Jones, and I don't have a whole lot of others. Calvin Benjamin, then, too. Calvin Benjamin, yeah. Yeah, uh, Which was a massive disappointment. Spent a lot of time at Dunkin' Donuts, I think. Um, And Popeyes. And Popeyes. In fact, okay, Popeyes. No, but they were saying that he was a Popeyes biscuit away from being a tight end. He was was a Subway sandwich away from being a lineman. (laughs) You enjoy sandwiches, Mike. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Uh, but uh, no, what I'm what I'm what I'm getting at though is that uh, I think Isaiah McKenzie had came on at that time too. I think we've had him for quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, I think it was right around that too. And so I think that I mean Josh didn't have these these classic receivers to throw to. You know, look at what the receivers the Bills have now. You know, and compare it to his rookie year. Complete one eighty. Complete one eighty. And so what I'm trying to say is that he elevated their game. He did because he was able to buy time. He was able to make it so, you know, they had time to get open. And they didn't necessarily – I mean, his accuracy wasn't the greatest, and they couldn't really catch all that right, uh, all that well. So 
So there's a lot of things that came into factor, but what I'm saying is that they still won games. I think they won six games in his rookie season. So that's Which better. That's that's better. I mean, yeah, it's modest, but it's better than a lot of rookies that are that are playing right now. Look at the Jaguars' uh, record. Trevor Lawrence. The Jets. The Jets' record. Like, I mean, I'm just saying they yeah. won games, and they right. had no business winning a lot of the games that they won. They beat Minnesota. Who was at the time like a top tier team? <laughs> yeah, so I'm well, I'm saying in the Titans they beat the Titans I believe. So I'm, what I'm saying is if I'm saying anything is that if you have a quarterback, especially with experience like Jared Goff has, he's been in the Super Bowl. You're expecting that quarterback to lift the talent around you, and he's not doing that. He's not, and, and it's clear that he's just going through the motions. They're just putting plays out there. He's calling the play. He runs it exactly how they they wrote it up and. If it's not there, then uh, he tries the second or third read, and then it's over. And so that's all that's happening. He's not doing anything extra, and he's not lifting the talent around him, and I think that's what good quarterbacks do. So, Chet, um, I, I, you know, I agree with both of what you guys are saying. You're right. I, I think the Lions record does not indicate how, you know, poor of a team they are. I think they are better than what their record shows, and – I mean, you pointed out all the stats. You know, it, they definitely should have won two games at least. The numbers matter, man. They really do. Like, they do, but the only number that really matters at the end of the day is the score. The record. I understand that. that that's a, and that's a fair point. But I'm just saying that I don't think the Lions are as bad as the record indicates. I, I, agree I think you. that they should be at least 1-7. I'm not arguing with you. They I'm should be 1-7 or if not 2-6. I, I, again, I agree with you. You're talking, you're talking seconds away, you know? That's... No, 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 no. Listen, this is what I'm saying. You're right. The, field, the last minute field goals, especially the record-breaking game, like it, the Lions should be better than what their record indicates. I am not disagreeing with you. And, and, and you know what? I feel for Dan Campbell. Like, I watched the notebook a few times, you know, past relationships. Didn't work out. Didn't cry. Movies, all right. You cried. Shut up. <laughs> But when Dan Campbell cried on national television, I'm not going to lie. I teared up. I, I, I didn't, but uh, I, felt, <laughs> I, I, I felt for him. Maybe if I read the notebook and I watched it. But uh, <laughs> Movie's always but, better, Mike. Come on now. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, obviously. Anyway. Yeah, that's, that's a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> you missed out on that one, Chet. <laughs> My hot takes are sports, not life. Fair enough. Fair as enough. as it should be. That's going to be Shimbo Slice's segment. Ah, uh, right. Life's hot takes. Speaking of which, uh, those of you that don't know, Shimbo Slice is Mike. Yes. Also known as Colorado Mike. A lot of, lot of aliases. <laughs> but anyways, going, but you know, that, uh, that take that you had about OBJ going to the Raiders, I think that is a very viable option. I can absolutely see that happening. Yeah. I, you know, eh, I think that your take on the Raiders is fantastic. I think I didn't even think of that. I really didn't. Uh, I wasn't putting two and two together. Uh, so Chet, Chet's hot take. Usually, I'm not big on uh, hot takes, but I, I, I don't even think that's a hot take. I think that's actually pretty clever. I think you thought that through, and it's a really an ice cold take, and I like it. Because <laughs> uh, for where I come from, on icy Mike. You're right on the money as far as where a good landing spot would be because with them being out 
I mean, especially, like, look at their season in general. Look at uh, John Gruden, that whole thing. And, uh, you know, you're, you're losing your head coach. Now you're, one of your speedsters is gone. And so now you got a guy that, here's a guy that can go out there and make it happen. And Derek Carr's playing good football. Well, I look at it like this, though, too. <clears throat> the reason being, the, re- the reason being it's a hot take is because this right here. Ready? So this, this is a hot take because there's a lot of drama already surrounding Las Vegas. How to intensify the drama, you add OBJ. And that right there could be crazy good or crazy bad. And I love that it could be both because it makes it unpredictable. And it's wild. And that's why I think it's hot. It, yeah, but like I think the only reason why, and here's, here's my take on OBJ, is I think he's a bad rap. He's a bad rap because he's been on bad teams. I think he's been on bad teams. I think that uh, in, when he was in New York, uh, they weren't winning. They weren't going to the playoffs. They weren't. So you're going to get frustrated. And not only that, he wasn't seeing the targets that he probably deserves. So, so the frustration there, I think uh, he definitely took it to a whole new level in New York, and that's how he got shipped out of there. Um, I can't. Who was he on before the Browns? The Giants. The Giants. Oh, no. Okay. So it's just been the Giants and the Browns, right? As far as I know, yeah. Okay. I'm All pretty right. sure it's just the Giants and then the so, Browns. So going to the Browns, I don't think it was a great idea either. It wasn't the best uh, of, of, of scenario. It was way overhyped. Right. It was way overhyped. And, and, then, and then so they get Baker Mayfield. They get Landry. And don't get me wrong, I think this is a fantastic receiving core. Uh, but you gotta, you have to have a guy that throws to him, you know, like, like so. Baker Mayfield, I just don't think is as good as they think he is. I agree, but I'm talking about Derek Carr. Derek Carr is another on his own. He's so accurate. He has the down the field thought or the down the field throws, man. Like he can hit him, and OBJ will be open. That's that's why. Right, and I know I agree with that. That's 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 what I was getting at. So. So Mayfield, the reason why I, I think that OBJ is getting a bad rap is because when he was open, he wasn't getting thrown to. That's the, that's the frustrating part. I think there was a couple of ESPN shows that I'd watched. I think first take, uh, they were talking about how he's open, and, and Baker's not finding him. He's not seeing him. I don't think Baker can read an entire defense and see the whole field. Uh, I really don't. I think that he stares down receivers too often. And then, and then he only goes to his second or third read. You know, he's not he's not reading the whole field. And I think that OBJ sent deep a lot, and that's for a good reason. But you got to see it. You got to believe it. You got to feel the flow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, well, uh, moving on from that, where do you guys think that OBJ could possibly end up? So, this is. Uh, hey, where do you think he should land? Honestly, like. I mean, I don't know if this is going to happen or not because, like you said, OBJ is probably going to want to go to a team that's got a good record and has a chance to get a ring. But right. Um, but the Lions are first in the way. Oh runners, my God! Get out of here! And they need Stop a receiver it. like OBJ. Oh. <laughs> We're circling the wagons, baby. We're circling the wagons. It's all so, about the Lions, it, it, dude. No, so this this episode has to be the zoo. It just I, I don't care because we've talked about lions. <laughs> <laughs> gorillas, it, it will, elephants. It will be. It'll be the and, 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 well, and then when Addison attempts to host. Like, <laughs> Addison attempts to host the zoo. That's the, <laughs> that's the title. 
Edison <laughs> takes charge of the zoo, maybe. <laughs> charge? I feel like I'm an orangutan out of his cage, and you have not yet put me back in. <laughs> and we know that you have absolutely no high, no idea how to put us back. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're still on pace, bud. Wait, what? Look at the notebook. Ooh. Anyway, uh, so, no, yeah, definitely got to call us the zoo. Uh, so what I'm, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, what, what, where'd you think he would land? Well, okay. I would, I would, I could see him going to the lions just because they absolutely need a receiver of his caliber, but I don't think that's right. going to happen because of what you mentioned earlier with the fact that OBJ is not going to want to go to the He's not going to play for the lions. So with that being said, um, if I had to pick where I think OBJ is going to go aside from the Raiders, cause that is a very good, very good pick chat. Slash Brett. Um, seriously, like I, I actually think that I, I really do believe that's going to happen. But right. I could no, also see him possible. going to maybe Denver. Ooh. No, no. You know what? I don't. I don't. I, so listen, listen. Uh, a receiver like him or a player like him, he's not going to want to. He's not going to want to go to bed four and four, and wake up one and seven, or two and six, or you know. Three yeah, but it's five. better than the Lions. Yeah, but he's in the same situation he was just in. So I think he's going to want to go on a contender. And I don't know who that will be, but uh, what, what's, your, uh, what's your take on him landing with Buffalo? No. You don't want him? Not only do I not want him in Buffalo, and that's more of a character thing for me than anything, but also I don't think we need him. And not only do we not need him, but I don't think we can afford him. So – Here's my thing with that. I think that uh, Sean McDermott and that that whole staff uh, look at look at the bad rap that Stefan Diggs had before he got here, and that's nowhere to be found. I, I think that the the mindset and what Buffalo brings to the table and their coaching staff. I think that a lot of players, maybe even with his mentality, OBJ, change. They they change. Uh, for the better because of the fact of the culture. And they're either going to like change their ways to get along or they're out. So, and they know that. And they're but I think Buffalo is a great spot for somebody to land that if you want to win a ring right now, they're in a good spot. That is true. And yeah. and and here's the thing. Sanders is getting up there. I think he's 34. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't quote me, but I think he's 34. And so he's not going to play on Buffalo that long. Maybe this season, maybe next season. I doubt he stays that long and is as effective as he was this season. So think about this. You got Sanders playing like the level that he's playing, and then you add OBJ. And what does that do, though? That also stops the Patriots from getting OBJ. That stops anyone in your way from getting OBJ. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't think the Patriots are going to be a landing spot for him. I honestly think that they've already invested too much cap into their two tight ends that are not producing anyway, until now. It ain't just their tight ends. It's everybody they picked up. They, the Patriots went from having the number one cap space this last offseason off to now having like the lowest cap space. Yeah, but they beat the Chargers. So? Yeah, you can't take it lightly. No, you can't, and you're right. But again, I think it comes back to the financial aspect of it, and I, I think OBJ is worth a lot more. 
than what the Patriots can offer. Now, thank you, Brett, for pointing out the Saints. It's sauce you, Michael Thomas. Yes, and they're hurting for that number one receiver spot. And they, right. they, they need it. They badly need another wide receiver in there yeah, but to match their, his caliber. What's their cap space look like? Uh, Better than the can, Patriots. Can they, pay, can they pay OBJ and Michael Thomas? Yeah, they, I doubt it. But you know what they could do is they could release Michael Thomas, who's older. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they're going to do that, though, just because you know Michael Thomas has, always, has been their workhorse for the last like four or five seasons. Yeah, and where's he been the last two Last seasons? two, he's been hurt. I know that much. <laughs> so, I get it. I get it. He's, 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 he's worthless money at this point. Yeah, well, you could cut him, I suppose. I mean, that's one way you could go about it. But either way, you can't. Nobody can sign OBJ until uh, Monday afternoon. Monday afternoon. Are you sure? Nobody's going to sign him Monday afternoon, dude. He's going to get a ton of offers. He's going to take the night to think about it. Okay. So, well, and then Tuesday. We'll find out Tuesday what his. He's, I'm sure he's going to have offers in on Monday. He'll probably, probably like have offers said. right now. You're probably right. Yeah, but. <laughs> Unofficially. <laughs> Unofficial, yeah, right. You, you know agents are calling coaches and it's <laughs> happened. Like that's the league just does the stuff happens, okay? But it happens it happens all too much, man. So so the only other landing spot that I, I think I'm interested before we move on to this topic is Seattle. Ooh. Because Russell, Russell Wilson's gonna come back soon. And uh and I think um based on what I was reading, I think it might have been NFL.com. Uh they were saying that what what better uh, coming back present or welcome back present to Russell Wilson than be like, oh, <laughs> while you're out, <laughs> we got you Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham Jr., and now you have Lockett, him, and Metcalf to throw to. Like, that's... If that's, you can't get rid of the ball and went to one of those three in two and a half seconds, you're doing something wrong. Right, right. Who cares what your offensive line looks like at that point? Like, <laughs> You should be getting rid of it in like a second and a half. And if those three can't get open, I don't know who else will. That's, that's very interesting. And also, yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, that's, I think that's a good one. What, what about Baltimore? Oh, my. Yeah, where receivers' careers go to die. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's, <laughs> uh, that's my take on Baltimore. I, I feel like Sammy Watkins, when they signed Sammy Watkins, I'm like, that sounds right. Because, <laughs> like, I, I, he only throws the Hollywood Brown in his tight end. Yep. That, or, or he runs it. He looks at read number one, read number two, I'm running. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood Brown's not open, and uh, what's, uh, what's their tight end there? Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews there. Yeah, I, which I should know. He's on my fantasy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mark Andrews not open? Okay. I'm running. Bye. Yeah, I did. Uh, I thought it was great. Um, that was the only reason I watched because, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I'm gonna be honest. I did not catch any of it. Uh, it was, it was I, actually I, pretty cool. I kind of sat out on that one. I had some other things that were preoccupying me, and I did not get a chance to watch the game to be able to see that. But I did see some clips of it, if that counts. Well, so it was kind of cool because uh, you know it was it was. Uh, so I, I originally started watching the game on ESPN 1 or just regular ESPN, I don't know, whatever. 
And right. it, one, it was, one of those. Yeah, yeah it, it was the normal game with the, with the original announcers. <laughs> ESPN, the Ocho. And then, like, I got what, the notification. <laughs> that's what he was watching <laughs> a lot, to be clear. If it's almost a sport, they've got it. Oh, they do. <laughs> but anyways, and then I got the notification on my phone that was like, oh, tune in now to Josh Allen live with the Manning Brothers on Monday Night Football. And I was like, oh. And it was yeah. on ESPN Plus, so I switched over. Yeah. So I still got to watch the game, and here's Peyton and Eli sitting there interviewing Josh Allen. It's called Allen. the Manning Cast. Everybody knows what it is, Addison. Stop explaining it. <laughs> Not everybody, Mike. Okay. Not everybody. Anyway. All right. The point is. You listening to us? I can't eat cheese. One of, one, of my fa- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of my favorite parts of that show, though, is when <laughs> Peyton was talking to Josh, and he goes, hey, you guys remember that party I had you at? And it was you, Mahomes, and Mahomes' backup, Chad Henne, were all there. And, you, and he's like, and you, you drank all my beer. That sounds like me and you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if for those of you who don't know, I was a starting quarterback, and he was my backup, and we probably would drink all of Peyton's beer. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> but even Josh was like, well, yeah, you had all that blue light. I had to drink it. <laughs> and I was the center. You still are, bud. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, following that, Peyton then talked to Josh about you know what it's like playing in the elements nice. and, and what he you know basically what his takes were on it and and Josh was he was very well as usual because he's done a number of these interviews. Also but. on uh, on on five fifty, dude. Uh, so so I was, I was listening to five fifty. They were talking about it and they said that like uh, compared to some of like the other people's uh, audio, he was like the most clear. And like his camera angle was perfect. Oh, yeah. What they were what they were talking about is like they think that he hired somebody to help him look good <laughs> because they had John Stewart on just like a little bit before him, and it looked like he was like filming it in his basement, and his angle was bad, and the audio wasn't all that great. So, so, so you got some guy in the background yeah, with cards. Yeah. No, yeah. The so, cards. They're, so they're like they're like they're wondering if like the, like Buffalo like got like a an audio crew together and like made him look good. Which, dude, if I was making millions of dollars and I knew I was gonna go on live with the Manning brothers, I'd probably pay a little bit to like get people to like set things up for me for maybe, sure. Maybe have your own makeup girl or something. I would wear exactly <laughs> what I would wear to these podcasts: pajamas. You know why? Because I don't care. It doesn't matter. This is why you're not an NFL quarterback. You're right. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not talking about what he was wearing. I'm talking about the the angle of the camera and his audio. There's nothing wrong. Like, you did not hear oh, him. You mean, like, the equipment? Just the equipment, dude. Oh, well, yeah. Well, it yeah. wasn't just that either, but it was also just like there was nothing in that camera shot that you would be like, yo, what's that? Yeah, but he was in normal clothes, though. I mean, I know what Brett's saying, but yeah, I would probably wear pajamas. I wouldn't have cared, like, the clothes I'm wearing. Yeah, had us like the Mark Zuckerberg picture with the hot or the barbecue sauce on the shelf. Have you seen that? No, <laughs> you haven't seen that. I have not. No, oh right. my god, dude! I'm sure some of our listeners haven't either. I know I've seen that. It's so funny because it's like, what is that? I mean, what's that? It's like on a shelf. It's on a bookshelf on the top of the book. Who puts hot sauce it's on the top TV. of the book? Maybe he. <laughs> Okay, all right. I'm picturing but, this now. That's a but, may, but maybe it's like, hey, maybe it's like one of those like mafia sauces, though. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm just saying, like, maybe it's like one of those like special sauces that somebody like wants to keep, almost like Flutie Flakes or Josh oh, yeah, Josh Geos or Josh's Jacks. <laughs> Josh. Thank you, <laughs> Josh Geos. 
<laughs> SpaghettiOs, if you're listening, <laughs> I think I got a good idea for you. <laughs> or even Cheerios, whichever one goes first. Yeah, or just <laughs> Cheerios. A heart healthy Joshios. <laughs> <laughs> you want to jump over defenders? Eat your Joshios. He'll intercept your carbohydrates. <laughs> oh. Listen, we never good. mind. We're not going to take advice from Brett. Yeah, we, we all know why. Let's not get on food this week. <laughs> we're not going to get on food from Brett. <laughs> he's never, he's never going to give us nutrition advice for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, no. So it, the, one of the best things about that Manning cast, though, if I'm if I'm going to talk about it, is uh, when Manning talked about how he coaches his his son's uh, flag football league, and they're the Bills. Yeah. And uh, and not only are they the Bills, his son uh, put Jay Allen on the back of his jersey. <laughs> they're allowed to they're allowed to put their names on the back of the jersey. And he put Jay Allen. And uh, Josh was like, "Okay, well, I, I get that though. Like, is there other kids putting like Beasley and Diggs on on the back of their jersey?" He's like, "No, <laughs> no, my kid's the only one." <laughs> Instead of putting Manning on his jersey, he puts Josh Allen. And he goes, he's like, what do I, he even asked Josh, he's like, what am I supposed to do about this disrespect? <laughs> and Josh is like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, it was a great photo, too. It really was. Yeah, I, I kind of was, yeah. My my thought on that is is because the, the people the people the, that are hosting the radio show is telling these people, like, kind of getting harsh for them is because, like you said, they're nitpicking. They're looking at one play, two plays, and it's like, oh, well, they should have did this. And it's like, well, look at the grand, look at the big picture of the game. They won the game, you know, or look at the stats. Any anything that will back them up, be like, well, does it really matter? That does that one play really matter? No, it doesn't. It was it was a good play by a defense. It wasn't one of those clutch plays that happens in a game. Say like a late game third down conversion that keeps you in the game, or if you don't make it, you have to go for it on fourth to stay alive. Like one of those kinds of plays. You're talking like a second and nine, you know, early second quarter. They just scored a touchdown to tie the game kind of drive where you can, it's that. Those are the people, or those are the plays that are getting nitpicked, and it's really irrelevant right. to the no, grand scheme of the game. You're absolutely right, and I agree with you. But what I thought was interesting, though, is like, so... Some of these callers would call and they would they would make this accusation like uh, like for example um, the Bills don't run the ball well. Well, okay, um, I understand that you guys think that we have a subpar running game, but like you, somebody one of you two pointed out earlier, Brett. we're what twelfth in the league in rushing yards. Yeah, Brett. Hey, yes, Brett. a lot Brett of that pointed that out. Brett pointed that out. Thank you. Yes, a lot of that doesn't count for Josh Allen running the ball too. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's something I brought up. So Brett brought that up, and I was like, hey, you know, yeah, but I mean, that those numbers are skewed a little bit, only because you gotta account for the fact that Josh runs quite a bit. He does, he does. But what what I thought was hilarious about it was like when the when the co-hosts of the show were like, okay, well, well, what do you have to back that up? And the guy would be like, well. I don't. I'd have to go back and look at the numbers. And then the guy would be like, all right, so you're going to call and you're going to make a crazy accusation like that and then not have any information to back it up? Right. I, I think that there's times where the, this whole, like, fake handoff and, you know, the, basically the, uh, the uh, like, an option play, yeah, read option play, I think it works because of the fact that Zach Moss and Singletary, are, I think, are uh, substantially better this season than they were last season. I think that Singletary put in the work. He's a he's a different back than he was last season. 
I don't think he's the answer, but I think the one-two punch between him and Moss is, is uh, you can you can use it. Uh, it's above average, and now you they have to respect that a little bit, and so they bite on those fakes, you know, and and then that helps Josh take off when he when he needs it, you know, uh, and and but. Also, when it comes to Josh running, uh, my favorite runs are when the play just breaks down and it's not there and he just takes it and goes. I don't like his designed runs. Sometimes I feel like the defense sniffs those out. And... Right, exactly. You just it, It's injury prone, too. Like the, You're putting your, your star of the offense at risk doing those kinds of plays. But, I mean, granted, I understand that Josh is willing to, and he has the toughness to you know, take the take the shots to go for the the first down or to make those plays. But at the same time, is it really worth putting your star quarterback at risk? And I'm I'm actually glad you brought that up because that was one of the other fan call arguments. Actually, I say, but I say yes. I say yes, and the reason why I say yes is because jo- because Josh is who he is. If so, so if he's Tua, or if he's Daniel Jones, which they Giants do this a lot with Daniel Jones too. But uh, not only that, though, but if he's, uh, let me think of somebody else that's pretty fragile, Derek Carr, um, or... Even Lamar Jackson. Or even, well, Lamar, he's pretty tough, though. Well, I'm not, yeah, but Josh is tough. Like, what I, what I mean by that is, like, that's your, that is your star quarterback that no. you're giving the ball. No, no, I, I know that. But what I'm getting at, though, is he's durable. So, oh, so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so think of it, just his attributes in general. He's, he's six foot what? Five. Two-something. Two-thirty-five. So that's a that's quite a bit of that's quite a bit of man to try to to try to just manhandle. Okay, so it's not it's not the same thing as taking down somebody like say like Alan Murray, who who still like I wouldn't be calling designed runs for him. Uh, but Josh is physical. He's he, he's a, by nature like he's talked about this before. One of the things is that he says, what, like when he knows the game's going, and I've been in his shoes. I know exactly what he's talking about. Where, where you want to get that first hit out of the way, then you know the game started. Oh yeah, and and, and so I know exactly what he's talking about because you'll have all these nerves going, and uh, as soon as the first hit happens, the game started. You know it because the first play happened. Felt the blow. You felt the blow, or you gave one out. And now the game, now, now like uh, that, uh, that, that uh, anxiety or whatever you're feeling is yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. The game has, the game started, and now you're focused. Like I, I don't know about you, but like you played center. Uh, when Brett, when you, when you started, like the, when we the first snap of the game, and you started blocking. I, I was already ready to go before that, but that was like. I definitely had to get a hit out of the way in order to actually. I know what you're saying though. When you have, when you know the game starts, right? Like when that that first moment of contact that clears your head. Like okay, we're playing football. You know that. Right. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like because like, especially when you're playing quarterback, it's different. So so just just explain to you. You you were snapping the ball, right? I, I get the ball from you, and I'm handing it off. That that anxiety that you get off on the first play that could last like four or five plays for me because of the fact that I haven't been in any action besides taking the ball from you and giving it to somebody else or throwing it to somebody else and I'm not even in it. Uh, when I when I finally feel when I'm in the game, 
it, or how I felt anyways, is that I finally got the ball, I finally ran, somebody tackled me, or I threw a shoulder down on somebody. Now I'm in the game. Now, I, now I'm snapped in. Now I'm focused. So I get where Josh is coming from when it comes to that, and I understand why he's a physical player. Yeah, and that, that's actually a wonderful point, too. Cause, you know, a lot of fans look at it, and they, they don't understand. You know, they think, like, oh, no, that's our franchise quarterback. Please don't hurt him. Please don't put him in a position that gets hurt. But it's like, okay, I got it. Like, I understand none of us want to see him get hurt. When you but, play cautious, you get hurt. Well, that, but also, like, he's a playmaker. Like, you're going to put the ball in the hands of your playmaker. And not only that, but we have Mitch Trubisky as a backup for a reason. Like, we went out and got this guy who is a very similar play style as Josh Allen, who was a starting quarterback on the Bears for four years and even took that team to the playoffs. Like, it's not like we've got nobody back there like cough, cough, Nathan Peterman. Sorry, buddy. The real goat. The, yeah. The real <laughs> but, you know, like, I, I get why fans are concerned, and it's because they've just, they, you know, they're, they're just worried about it, and I get that. But you know what? You've high risk, high reward. You know, you've, you've got a guy who's durable at 6'5", 235, who makes plays with his legs and his arm and, and just has the ability to really change the flow of a game. And, and they're always talking about, like, oh, he's going to take a shot one of these times. He has. He has taken a shot. Uh, I saw him pretty much, like, fight Aaron Donald, like, like literally. Like, I, I think he got a flag. Face mask. Face mask. Yeah, he got a face <laughs> on a quarterback because he was fighting off a sack. Like, and, and, and yeah, and then, like, he, on, against Miami, he runs over a linebacker. Like, a, like it's stiff arms of a linebacker. He didn't even get the, yeah. <laughs> that, to, yeah, to Aaron Donald. Um, Have you guys ever thought to think about what Sam Darnold looks like? And I honestly think that he should do this as a costume. I don't have to think about it, man. He, he There's a picture of him. Look it up and compare him to the, right. to the right. enemy of uh, Mr. Incredible in the first movie. Oh, yeah. That's a, that is the first thing I think of whenever I think of him. That's is, is like, oh, dude, he that's is that hilarious. guy. He is that guy. What's that guy's name? I can't remember. Is it Buddy? No. What, what did he call himself in the superhero name? Anyway, I, I don't know. That's, that's who he reminds me of. And I feel like. Dude, he could totally pull that off for Halloween. I was like, dude, that would be like the best. That would be the best. He could definitely add that to his repertoire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> repertoire. Hey. Uh, spe- speaking of costumes, Addison and I were Starsky and Hutch this Halloween, and it was legendary. Oh, so good. it was absolutely legendary. so much fun. I lost my gun, but it was absolutely legendary. I was nothing. I was dead. That's that's what I was. You know why? Because I took, we took our daughter out trick or treating for the first time, and I gotta say it was it was kind of funny. Like so. She, she would reach into the bowl. Like, she got the concept of, okay, I get candy out of it. She'd pick it up, she'd look at it, and she'd put it back into the bowl. And she did this, at like, four houses straight. So I had to go, you know, take the candy that she grabbed and put it in her bag. So Ooh, she's, sitting there, she's sitting there, and she's reaching into the bowl. These people are offering the candy, and she just looks at the candy, opens her hand, closes it back up, flips it over, drops it back into the bowl. That she grabbed it from. <laughs> so... We make it like, I don't know, like six or seven houses down the block. I look at my wife, and she's just like, she doesn't want to do this. I'm like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's get her back. So we went to uh, my mother-in-law's, and my father-in-law's sitting in the driveway having a, having a drink of uh, a beer, and, you know, he also got a bowl of candy sitting in front of him because he's handing candy out to the kids that are going by, which there wasn't a lot where they were. But he, she goes over to the basket or the bowl that he's got, and she just starts yanking this candy out 
boner bag, dude. Like, I'm like, where was this the whole time? Where was this the whole time? You wait till we get to grandma's house and you're just going to start filling your bag now? Like, are you kidding me? So That's it was awesome. funny because she got the concept after we're done. Uh, meanwhile, Brett was actually out still trick-or-treating. I was about uh, to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's, I was just, um, he's like, he was just knocking on doors and be like, hey, I'm dressed as a dad, trick-or-treat. And he would just take, he would just take candy, put it in his pocket. I, I know him, and I know he just let his wife and daughter go back while he finished trick-or-treating. So he forgot to tell you the, the fun part of the story, too, though, The, Mike. the trick-or-treating so marathon. When, when Shannon looked at him and goes, hey, you just want to call it a night? He's like, well, I'm still going to go. I'm not a quitter. <laughs> it was cold, man, and there's, but there's candy out there, you know? I got to get my candy in there. I got to get my sugar fix. All right, well, with, with that, I'm on a mission. <laughs> you don't understand. All right, but with that being said, let's, uh, let's go ahead and move on to um, our next topic here, which is not as fun, but, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, COVID positive. Yep. And apparently the dude's in vaxxed, yeah. according to the NFL regulations anyways. I don't. I don't think that matters, honestly. I. I. I don't either. Like I. This. I know this is kind of a big political thing right now, and we don't have to get too much into that. But I just, you know, he he came out and he told everybody that his, his according to um, NFL Network, anyways, he was immunized. That's what he told people uh, uh, in his August interview. He was immunized, which implies that he was around it, or no, like, no, no, like that he had. So what he ended up doing is he got immunized. Came out to the to the public as vaccinated. Yes, but he never actually received like the vaccine. He received a controversial treatment that he believed was effective, and okay. because he believed so, he used the term immunized. Well, the, so my 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 point on this is though I'm sure there's a lot of players that are vaccinated or not vaccinated, uh, and the only thing that I guess that I would only care about is if he was treated differently than other players that weren't vaccinated. That's the only thing I care about. I, I think that a lot of the players that aren't vaccinated, there's a lot of hoops they got to jump through. Right. they got to get a test. They're tested constantly. I know that. Yep. And there's a lot more rules they have to follow. they got to wear masks in the facility and, and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know all of it inside and out. I but don't but uh, I'm actually glad that the NFL was investigating how uh, he was handled, uh, knowing now that he wasn't vaccinated. I, I think it's smart, uh, only because why would he be held to a higher standard than any other player? No, it, it should be fair. But at the, on the flip side of the coin, too, like, like I said, we're not going to dive too deep into the political aspect of it, but, I, but there's, there, like, there's just a lot of gray area here. There's a, there's a gray area on both sides of the fence, if you want to go about it that way. Right. You know? Like, I, I left that vague on purpose. Though. I know you did. I know you did, and that's, and that's fine. I just, like, like Mike said, do they handle it differently than they would if it was, say, somebody that nobody really cared about or wasn't a big-name player, you know? Or, like, even, even so much as, like, a, a free agent that wasn't even signed to a team, and a team was interested in him, and he say, test positive. And was quote unquote vaccinated or like something like that. If if he if a player, you know, went went about it that way, and would they handle it differently? That that that's what my that's what Mike's point was, and I agree with that because it's more or less a um, oh what do we want? 
NFL, like a checks and balance with the power of the NFL. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, like I said, we don't have to dive too far down the rabbit hole. In no, this one, we but, don't. But um, I, I don't know what's going to happen to him. Um, I potentially can see a suspension happening. I don't know if it will or not. I'm not going to speculate on that or not. I just know that, like you said, Mike, the NFL is investigating, and we'll just have to wait and see what happens. They're going for their discount double check. Oh, dude, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're double checking. You think that they're gonna like they're gonna investigate him at a at a Rogers rate? <sighs> maybe, maybe not. While maybe. he's wearing his khakis. I do know Rogers is on the phone with Jake from State Farm right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Being like, hey, Jake, can they do this to me right now? <laughs> There's got to be something in the State Farm clause. <laughs> All right, come on. Give me, let's, let's really roll out the Rogers right here right now. Come on. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but um, so, we'll leave it at that. But uh, that's, we, we have talked a lot. Too I mean, much. A lot of football too much tonight. Even. Probably too much. I know a lot. Some yeah, of we haven't talked about life at all. Like, how's everybody? We talked about life a little bit. How, but, yeah, but how's everyone's life going? Well, the Sabres are doing better. Better, yeah. You could say they're doing better. There's obviously greener grass ahead, I think, personally. Okay, they were last in the league last year, Brad. I mean, and Mike, that was a good one. By the way. <laughs> in, case, in case nobody heard it, he goes, they play on ice. So. So I see Mike the, over there. There is there is smooth. Let me let me rephrase. There is smoother ice ahead. I think is what you meant to say. Sure. Yeah. Just just for the sake of argument, we'll go with that expression. Yeah, but you know what? Speaking Almost, of, what is it? What does that guy have? That Zamboni. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> you might as well fire him, dude. Yo, I hope <laughs> they do. Giant, I'll take his job, dude. It is a giant lawnmower for ice. It's an ice <laughs> mower. Oh my! Stop getting on the ground. Then it's a snowblower. <laughs> No! No! <laughs> We're going to force you to quit tonight. <laughs> there's, there's, grass has nothing to do with hockey. <laughs> like, at all. Yeah, there's, there's, there's smoother ice ahead. It, it was the expression. It was just an expression. You've heard the expression. You know what it meant. You just had to go and take it to the next level. We were paraphrasing. Right, because if you're talking about football, I could totally understand why there's greener grass ahead. Talking about hockey, and what turf. do they plan? I was trying to leave it a closed-ended question just so you had nothing else to say. All right, stop. Ice. Collaborate, Collaborate and listen. listen. Sabres make a trade. <laughs> yes. And they make a big trade. It's quite a, quite a, quite a bit of a trade. Yeah, uh, we got rid of Eichel. I, I, I like it, though. It wasn't, a bad, it wasn't a bad move. They got a lot for who he is. They did. In fact, I got the details right here. So, for those of you that don't know, um, we traded Jack Eichel to the Vegas Las Vegas Knight. Golden, Golden Knights. Knights. Thank you, Brett. I don't know why I was drawing a major blank on that, but I did. Thank you for saving me. It was me. on the tip of my tongue. It, it was. It was there. And, it was a Golden Knight on the tip of my tongue. And, <laughs> that's messed up. Anyways, so we got rid of Jack Eichel. We sent him to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> Cinderella story. But we didn't, the feet. <laughs> we didn't send him alone, all right? We sent him with a 2023 third-round pick. It's in the hole. So, I, and, and you know what? And we got back. We got back. We got back some stuff. We got back uh, Alex Tuke, 
who, uh, by the way, is from Syracuse, New York, and it's always been a dream of his to play for the Buffalo Sabers. So I thought that was pretty awesome. I did see his tweets. That's that's, and he, he's a good player too. You know, he's the, a great player. The he's just he's dedicated to the team that he plays for, and like um, Kevin Adams and management was looking for was a player or players that want to play for us. Right. And that's why they turned down a lot of offers that were good. Right. And to bring up your point about, you know, um, Alex Duke being a good player, he so Jack Eichel was selected second overall in the 2015 draft. Alex Duke was taken 18th overall in the 2014 NHL draft. I think I said NFL previously. My bad. It was NHL draft. Well, but, the, other, the other thing about that, too, is they also got the prospect that they wanted in Krebs. Yes, I was going to say. Yeah, we, that's and the, that was that's the, other the most important piece of that entire trade. And I think um, Buffalo was looking to get him for a while. I don't know if it was the most important piece of that trade. Uh, but it was definitely say, beneficial. I think it was the most important piece of that trade because that was the only reason that the trade even ended up going through was because they got the prospect that they wanted. Well, it wasn't just those two. We also got two draft picks. We got a first-round pick for this year's draft. And we they, also they got a offered us two and, the, gra- and draft. the draft picks already, though. But they, again, I, like I said, the most important piece was the Krebs piece. Well, elaborate on that, please, because I did not hear about that. Buffalo had their eyes on him. I think, I think he got drafted last season, or last, uh, last draft, this, this previous draft. And we ended up obviously 2020, taking... 2020 draft. Yeah, which we took Owen Power, I believe, first round. Uh, I, I, I am. I think that that's right. But would, yeah, I don't we wanna... took two guys in the first round. I know one was a defenseman, but I know they had. Their, I know they had their eyes on Krebs. I I want to say it was last draft then because I don't. I don't know. All right, I don't know when he was, but I know they've had their eyes on him. There's been talk. Like I've heard it that there was a reason that they were still even negotiating with um, Las Vegas was because they wanted Krebs and. They didn't want to. They didn't want to put their number one prospect on the table, and obviously they were pretty much put into a corner with Kevin Weeks's tweet about um, Calgary being interested with possibly trading Kachuk. Yeah, I did hear about that. And yeah, there was a lot I think, of hype and I think that, that kind of put Vegas in the hot seat, or at least it was some kind of motivation, motivational factor in them going, "Okay, we'll give you our number one prospect." Yes, they wanted Eichel that bad, huh? Right. Um, yeah, Eichel wanted out. Obviously, they knew about the turmoil that was going on here. I mean, there was – although I, I do think Eichel also had a very important piece in that trade because there was – there was uh, he was pretty much going to leak something out if he didn't get traded. So I, I'm actually glad you brought that up because there was a rumor that I heard. And uh, I, he, I, I no, can't he, remember – He confirmed sure it, was, it. Eichel confirmed that. No, well, like, let me say the rumor I heard before you say he confirmed it. Okay. So the rumor that I heard was that um, – Eichel was actually being a team player by, quote-unquote, offering himself up as a bargaining chip so that the Sabres could use him to get better players and or draft picks down the road. And I thought this was interesting because, um, and I I really want to say that I saw this on, like, the Sabres Mafia page on Facebook, but but what made this, what I thought was interesting about this was the fact that, like, if if that really was the case, like, if that was true, why would he have given us so much grief the past year? I find it funny myself because he, here's, here's my take on it is that uh, I've never seen a player want out of uh, somewhere so bad. And, and not only that, though, like, it's kind of funny that as he's on his way out, I'm not saying that the Sabres are great, but they're already playing better. 
You know, it's uh, it's yeah. addition by subtraction right now. Uh, there's they're putting good players in place. Uh, they're probably not going to make a whole lot of noise this season, but uh, they're on their way. It's it uh, it's looking better. At least we won't sure. be dead last this year. It won't. Yeah, yeah it's not going to happen. Well, I think I think a lot of the reason that Eichel made a lot of noise on his way out is because of uh, the injury that he suffered last season. The, I don't know if you guys heard about that, but the Players Association, there was like some kind of clause or whatever that the actual player didn't have to say in his medical treatment. Or at least the Sabres were denying him his, his yeah. surgery that he really wanted because yeah, he, he knew that his trade value would be if he didn't get it. So um, I think that part of the reason for the noise was that and – I would agree with that because it is his body, you know. So, um, that being said, I'm kind of glad that he didn't go on. I'm going to just crap on this team that just traded me because of all the stuff that they did to me. Like, everybody's kind of slightly aware that there was obviously some bad blood, you know. So, it's not it's not so much a surprise to me, but it just kind of, you know, I feel like that was a, a motivational piece. Right. I mean, I... I don't think that it's a good look on the Sabres as an organization for how they handled the uh, that whole situation only because I do feel like he should have had a say in how he wants the surgery done. It's his body. Uh, so, I mean, in a way, they were kind of like acting like they owned his rights to his body, you know, and it's kind of, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Uh, only because I just don't think that, I don't think the NFL operates in that way. I mean, maybe they do, but I, I just didn't think that that was right to where they're not even giving them a choice on how that that surgery takes place. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of agree with that too. But but there's also some controversy over that too. Like we're we're only getting fed what you know we're being told from both sides of the story here, and everybody knows like there's three sides to every story. There's their side, there's his side, and there's the truth. Right, and then and then there's the media side. So, well, so there's like four sides. All right, there's so I guess in this case, sides. there's four sides. Especially when it comes to the sports, there's four sides to the story. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, valid argument, valid point. I mean, I can understand the frustration from both sides. But, you know, at the end of the day, too, like, there's, there, there was just a lot of grief going out the door that I don't think should have needed to be there. No. You know, like, it, it should have just, it should have been like, okay, clearly you're frustrated with the franchise and you want out and that's fine you've already made your your point and made your statement that you, the trade request is in the works we're doing the saber excuse me the sabers are doing what they can to get you out and they made and, the, and they made the deal happen right and they made the deal happen to where it benefits all parties it benefits vegas it benefits jack and it benefits the buffalo sabers so i think this was a i think ultimately i think this was a great option great deal um, I'm sure there's some people out there that disagree, and that's fine. That's your opinion, but uh, but everybody wins in this case. Like the Sabres right. get two players, one of one of which really wants to be here, and the other that they had their sights set on for a while, and two draft picks, and they give up, you know, their superstar that they drafted in 2015, and a draft pick to Vegas, who gets the guy they ultimately wanted. They get a little extra capital with a draft pick, and Jack goes to a new franchise where he has an opportunity to. Start fresh. Well, all of all of the naysayers that are you know downing that trade are basically downing it because of the Ryan Miller, Thomas Vanek, and um, oh, who was the third one? I can't remember. Uh, 
there was anyway. Oh, Ryan O'Reilly. Everybody like those three trades. They ended up getting a haul of picks and people, and it ended up that's that's where we are now. And I think that's why you get your naysayers, which is, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, as a as an organization, you gotta try something though too. Yeah, start but not, advancing. But not only that, dude. That was a completely different management back then. Yeah, I I, I really do like Don Granado a lot. Yes, I agree. I think he gets the most out of his players. He's almost like a, a Bill Belichick of hockey. And the reason why I'm saying that, I mean, maybe not to the extent, but what I'm what I'm getting at here is uh, that he really gets the most out of players that, in my opinion, I mean, yeah, they're good hockey players, but they can be impressive under his coaching where it's like you haven't even heard of the guy. Well, what's nice, too, is, like, the Sabres finally have an identity as a hockey team. Right. It's a team effort. Yes. That's, that's, the, that's the identity. Yes. Well, well, not just that, but, like, so the games that they have won, like, you can tell, like, they're the aggressors. Yes. They're constantly in the other team's zone. Firing right? shots. Yep. They're out shooting. They don't play very good defense. I, I will say their defense isn't the greatest. Well, if, if, they're, if they're forced to play defense, that's where it, it becomes a problem. Uh, it, they break down because the pressure's on. And they're just not able to get the puck out of their own end. I mean, I've watched plenty well, where last, they just they can't get out of their own way. Well, and they the turn the puck games, over a yes. lot. There's some sloppy hockey sometimes where they just give it back to them. Yeah. I, yes. for, for no reason. That's true. The last, I would say this past, um, like the most recent road trip where they've had, like I think it was like four or five games in a row on the road. Yeah, it, I agree. Like they played sloppy hockey. Their defense has not been like, you know, playing as well as it as it has been the first like you five games of the season. You have to get the puck out of your own end. If if you're gonna constantly let the other team hang out in your end and just fire shots, fire shots, and fire, they're gonna go in. Eventually, they're gonna go in. You well, have to get them out. Well, the game last night that uh, did you guys? Yeah, watch I watched this, yeah. the it's the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, yeah. You, you remember what Marty Baron said, right during the intermission? Yeah, yeah. He said you cannot like. You have to go north. You cannot go south. So right. When the defense would get the puck in our own zone, or excuse me, in the Sabres zone, and they would just put it back behind the net and try and pass it to another one to the other defender or to a forward, like you're, you're going south. You can't yep. do that. That 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 one goal that should have never happened, where uh, the the Sabres have it in their own end, right, and and they're they're just chewing in the back, right. They're about to make a run, and then one of the one of the cracking guys come in. I mean, I don't know names enough yet. But he comes up in there, right, and just just mantles whatever the hell the, the, that, that plan was and then gets a pass back out in front of the goalie, and then it's just an easy goal. Like, and yeah, it was I just, it was, was, really it was atrocious. Like, how do you let that happen? You had the puck. You were in your own end. You were behind that, your guy, own goalie. You yeah. had another teammate right next to you. Like, you could have done something, like, Pass the puck maybe to your teammate and like get get yeah or like get rid of it to a teammate and instead at an angle where the other guy can't make a good pass or a good shot. Instead, he comes in, makes a play, passes it back to his teammate right in front. Goal! Like it was just a stupid goal. Stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Stupid. I mean, and and the and the thing is too is like we can nitpick that too all day long. And th- like it's they, know, 80, they it's, know it was a mistake. Right, and Obviously. it is an 82-game season. We're not going to win every game. I understand that, and I'm sure everybody else does too. But you're right. Like When they make plays like that, especially this early in the season when they should be fresh, you know, you, 
it's just like well, okay, you got to look at the age of the team though too. Like they're they're young, you know. They're they're still they're still going to be growing pains. I get that. I it's do. it's just the they when they start to mature their game is when you're going to start seeing those mistakes become less and less frequent, and it's it's still going to take time. You know, they're they're still developing. A lot of these guys that are on this team, they're they're going to get jostled around between going back to the Amer the Amerks and back up to the you know to the the Sabers, but you're going to get that. It's just it's a de it's development, right? And that's right. what it, it's that's what having a young team is going to come down to. Obviously, the Sabers being in that position, you're going to get some leadership now coming in. You got Ocposo and Gergensens. Now you got two coming in. I was say we still got to we still have to pin a C on somebody. That's, there you go. There's there's potential there, which I mean, granted that's possibly a hot take, but I don't think so. I mean, Honestly, at this point, I'm I'm. You want a hot take on that? I'm thinking Oki's going to get the C. Uh, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a hot take. I like it though. It's got some sauce to it. Well, he's already got the A. Like, and it doesn't make sense to just get a rando at this point to C. No. Like, you have to give one of your A's the C, and then you make somebody else who's like stepped up the A. Yeah, your I like second. that. Like Tage Thompson or something like that would be a Wait, good. Is, is there, is there, isn't there a guy in the roster that uh, he has a, a Bill's name? I guess. Hang on, I'm looking it up right now. Do you, do you actually have the roster in front of you? I do, and you know what? Nothing rings a bell. See. However, what? However, Mike. What? There are players on here. I mean, it's different spelling, but there are players on the Sabres team that have similar names for somebody else in the NFL. Please throw it out there. Cousins. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> you confuse Dylan Cousins with Kirk Cousins? No, he was saying that. Dylan Cousins and Kirk Cousins have the same last name, which you also, it sounds the same, but it's both. You also different. confuse an elephant for for a gorilla. <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? Ooh, you got told. <laughs> you got told. <laughs> you got told. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you better tell your mama to go get those bunions fixed. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh man. But hey, uh, so um, cousins, yes, cousins. So uh, that, that's exactly. So so it wasn't the Bills, but it was. It was Cousins, and I think Cousins is a good player. I, I love Dylan Cousins. I think he is an excellent athlete. I think he's got a lot of potential to be elite. And I, in, honestly, I, he's probably one of my favorite players right now in the Sabres. Well, he's, he's kind of on a cold streak right now, though, too. Like there's, Dude, there's, that's there's fine. Talk, there's talk of him getting sent down to the Americs, and they're going to get Casey Middlestat back, which is, you know, I did not expect that, but I thought it was going to be later in the season or earlier. I think there's other players right now, though, that are on the team that can get moved down before Cousins does. And uh, as far as, like, you, you keep talking about grass. No, you <laughs> 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 Why did I say that? <laughs> you just mentioned grass again. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. I digress. Um, so, no, I... Uh, Anything that I'm trying to say, though, is that I, I really like Cousins. Yeah, maybe he's on a cold streak, sure. Uh, but, you know, I, I think right now with everything going on, you have to hold on to the players that show potential. I, I, I'm not expecting, again, like I said, to make the playoffs with the Sabres. I'm really not. I, I mean, I, I just want improvement. And and that's what I've seen so far. And and it, it's been better. And I'm happy with that. And... I, you know what? I got a hot take for you. It's it's tough because being a Bills fan, you're like, okay, they're at a, such a level that you're like, they're you expect you higher. expect that high that 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 uh that high expectation because of where the Bills are, you know. 
But where the Sabres have been for I don't know how many seasons in a row, you have to take five, yeah, five seasons, I think. I think it's more than that. The last it time is. I can remember the Sabres being a playoff team was like 2011 or 2013. It was one of those two years. It right, was a and, long and time so, ago. so think, of, think about when you were a Bills fan in all the drought years, you know. Like, you have to take improvement. If there's improvement happening, just accept it. Accept it. Be, be happy with your team at least showing potential to do something better, right. you know, and I, I think that that's where the Sabres are with a good coach. I think Don Granado is the guy. I think he is. And, I agree. And, and, and so that's, that's where I'm at. Because, like, think about it. Look how the Bills got where they were. Sean McDermott is the guy. Did they, did they go to the playoffs in their first season? No. It was six and ten. There were six and ten. Second season, playoffs. Like, so, you know, this is Don Granado's, it's a season thank and you, a Andy half. Dalton. What? Thank you, Andy Dalton. Yeah, thank you, Andy Dalton. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, uh, but it's a season and a half of Don Granado, you know, and they're already playing better. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. He knows how to put players in good positions to win. And so what I'm saying is that we'll, we'll give him this season and uh, like, probably two more. And, and see where this goes, you know, and I think that he's got a good vision for the team, and who knows what they bring in, especially with all the, the capital they just got from, from the Jack Huckle trade. Yeah, I agree. Don Granado, feel the flow. Let's see how far it goes. Let's see what he does. Let's give him a shot. I, I agree with that. All right, but anyways, <laughs> that, that can... finally concludes all of our topics for this week. So there's all the topics, but we still got to talk about life. Which we haven't. Uh, well, life sucks. Um, Get a helmet. Yep. <laughs> Don't lick windows. <laughs> Life's and... a garden. Dig it. Ah! <laughs> uh, the Joe Dirts of the world. That's a that's a that's a good one. That is a good one. I actually yeah. that. that's that's awesome. Um, anyways, so I guess if if I'm going to talk about life, uh, this is going to be Shimbo Slice's hot takes on life. If I'm going to talk about life. Uh, stop watching it from your kitchen window with a cup of coffee. And go live it. You First know? off, <laughs> at least bring a cup of coffee with you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, keep, yeah, take it with you. But like, I'm just saying, um, I beer me, by the way, um, Omaha, <laughs> Omaha. Um, but no, I, the reason why I say that is because uh, so the new job that I started, right? Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail, uh, but I work for New Wave Energy, and it, it's a great job, but. What I'm going to say is, like, I, I don't start until 9 o'clock, right? And, and what I'm getting at, though, is that, like, I'll see, like, so now I get to observe, you know, when I wake up. I wake up at, like, 6. And I will, <laughs> I, wake, I wake up at, like, 6 in the morning, right? I'll make myself a cup of coffee, and I'll stand out there, and I'll, I'll look out my window. And you know what I notice? Oh, good save. Um, you know what I noticed? Notice is that, that there's like five other people looking out their window, watching me. <laughs> watching you look out your window. Watching me look out my window. So, 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 so here my here's my thing is like, what is everybody doing with their life? Like, like, go get a job. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Staring at me, drinking my coffee, staring at you. Like, like, no, like, stop watching other people. Drink their coffee and go live like, 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 like get out there. 
Get out of he the says house. This as he's sitting there looking out his kitchen window drinking coffee. <laughs> I was, because I'm about to leave my house. <laughs> Dude, it's just funny. Like the image I had in my head is he's looking over at somebody, they're looking at him. He looks over at another house, they're looking at him. Now all of a sudden he shifts his focus to another person and now he's looking at everybody and everybody starts looking at each other. So you get like all this eye eye matching and weird stuff that starts going on. Some car goes by, a squirrel tries to cross the street and gets hit. Like everybody's watching oh my each God. other. <laughs> well, I get dark. But what I'm trying to say is Conquer like, no. definitely had a bad fur day. Oh, yeah, he did, definitely on that on that crossing the road segment. Uh, but no, <laughs> what, I, what I'm trying what I'm trying to say is this, like so so they're probably thinking, like, what does he do for a living? And I'm probably thinking, well, they don't do shit. They're just sitting there in their bathrobe, uh, clearly, because I'm, I'm headed to work, and they're not. You know, Yeah, they probably are. You're right. But, <laughs> but all I'm trying to say is, like, stop worrying about every, what, what everybody else is doing. When I'm looking out my window, I'm not even looking at anybody. The only reason why I know that they're looking at me is because I could see them looking at me. But otherwise, I'm just, like, looking in my yard. And, like, just looking out the window. I have no interest in what everybody else is doing. But when I can see people seeing me, that changes things. <laughs> like, it changes, the way it, it changes the way I look out the window. Well, good thing you're... <laughs> I'm already on the defense. Good thing you're dressed when that happens, Mike. He's wearing his robe, but he forgot to close it. I now know why everybody was looking at me. No, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm, already, I'm already in my work clothes, because... I literally got to leave in the next, like, five minutes. That's, that's where I'm at with that. But, no, it's like, just, I, I would look out my window differently if I knew no one was looking back. You should definitely write a book, and you should title it, When I Look Out My Window. Yes, that's <laughs> my, my, <laughs> When I Look or Out My, my Window. Morning Coffee. That's a good one, too. <laughs> <laughs> my Morning Coffee by Mike Chimbersky. Yeah, I, I, I really like that. I think I may write it. Um, or... When so I look like, out. Actually, the sequel will be when I look out my window. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. It's going to be like your segment of, like, you know what really grinds my gears? You know, you know, you know what it would be with the theme song, though, to the window one? Come to my window. <laughs> I'll be there soon. <laughs> Sorry, Chet. So, right. Ladies and gentlemen, a star is born. <laughs> Not Lady Gaga or Bradley Oh. <laughs> dropped. All right. So, anything else you want to discuss on life? Absolutely. We close the yes. <laughs> I got the I got the life hot takes right now. Yeah, where, where's your dog, by the way? Oh. Yeah, you're the worst fur parent ever. I'm just letting him do his thing, man. So there out there I was freedom hanging out with you and your dog parent and my my kids upstairs sleeping, and you don't even know where yours is. <laughs> Has four legs. He's around. <laughs> He's around. <laughs> I think the beer starts. <laughs> it is. It is. But that's why it's a great show. But anyway, so more hot, more hot takes on life. Uh, we're talking about life. Uh, be careful where you start an argument. And I mean this by by far. If you're married or if you have a girlfriend, <laughs> please be careful where you start an argument. I mean this because when you storm out. There's a strategic ability and there's a strategic mindset you should have. Where's the most entertaining room in the house? Make sure when you storm out, you go to that room. You go to that room. 
Otherwise, you've lost. You've lost the everything. If you storm out, say the most entertaining room in the house is the living room. And you storm out and you storm to the bedroom. And you don't even have a TV. All you have is your phone. While your significant other just sits out there on the couch watching whatever she wants and has total control of entertainment. And she's fine. She's fine. And the reason why she's fine is because it doesn't matter. She can just watch and do whatever she wants. You, I know, you, you are the one sitting there in the bed being like, damn it, <laughs> I stormed to the wrong room. So make sure when you storm out, if you have an Xbox downstairs or you have like entertainment that's nearby, be like, I've had it with blah, blah, blah. And you storm out. You storm exactly to the room where you know you're going to have the most fun in because that is what's worth it. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Like, just make sure you're in the right spot, man. I'm just saying. One other thing, too, by the way, if you, and this is, this is my life advice, um, if you live in your parents' basement or just, you know, with your parents in general, <laughs> do not hit on women at the bar. Just don't no. do it, man. No. If you want to go out and have a good time with your buddies, that's fine. But get your own place before you try the, hey, can I buy you a drink line? Because I'm telling you what, it's going to come out, man. It's going to come out, and you're good. It- <laughs> Wait, Just dude, don't do it. With like a lot of those guys, so they're good at being like, uh, you know, my place is all tied up, so let's go to yours. Yeah, well, women don't <laughs> respond well to let's take this party back to my Kia Sorento. <laughs> my parents, but yeah, yeah, like wait, 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 which I do not have. <laughs> what is uh, what's Spanish for my parents' basement? <laughs> Maybe you can just get them to not understand. <laughs> the point is, I can't eat cheese. Can't eat cheese. <laughs> But, uh, you can't even say that without me saying that. I know, I know. It's just engraved into our minds. Oh, man. Okay, I'm literally crying right. right now. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> this gotta, is why, this is why gotta, it's too much fun. Anyway, Mike, Mike, right. we, gotta, we have to do a closing. Yeah, we're going to. Okay. Right, so last thing, right, of uh, oh, life hot takes. So it's funny, Brett, you talked about... The, what? Uh, what? You, you talked about taking your kid out to trick-or-treating. Uh, I will say that uh, my fantastic experience of taking my kid out to Halloween was uh, a great experience because we were in East Aurora and it was an open container, uh, so you could just drink. Yeah, you you need trust me. You need that. Like I mean, I couldn't tell you how many parents would walk by that had their kids in wagons, costumes they don't even want to be in, and like True. just having. They're probably like six beers deep, you know. I I had You're other going yeah, I had other parents offer me beers as we like went up to the house. Uh, it there's not a better town to uh, go trick or treating in, and I I mean that because think about it. If you gotta hide it or whatever, and you're not able to just have a couple beers while you're you're going trick or treating, I'm telling you what, like I love my kid, I despise. Somebody else's kids. <laughs> like, like I, I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that, like, they're not your, uh, they're not your kid. So, like, uh, anything that happens, they, what they do, you have no control over it. And you, I mean, you're not their kid. Or, I mean, they're not your kid, so you're not their parent. And so you can't, you can't do anything about it. There's nothing you can do. Nothing. And so it's like, 
oh, I hate that kid's behavior, but I have to bite my tongue. So it's like... Yep, in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, in the dog world, sure. No, um, <laughs> not in the dog world, Mike. Not in the dog world. No, no. In the dog world, I just I tell how it is. Be like, Dude, you're, you're not saying, my dad. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, like, you're not my dad. You're not my dad. Might anyway. not be your dude, bro. <laughs> right. No, there's so many times where like, you see everybody else's behavior. Everybody, yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Any other kid's behavior, and you're just like, what are they doing right now? And you're, if you were the direct parent, you'd be like, stop. Stop right now. And you just can't. So, so uh, trick-or-treating is fun and all, but uh, I'm not looking forward to future years because I just don't think it's going to be that fun unless it's an Easter Aurora. So, and that is it, everybody. Listen, we went on for a bit. We know. We ramble. We get it. But guess what? Here you are. We're listening awesome. to us. And we're awesome, as Addison just said. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and there it is. That's the game winner. That's the buzzer. We're all done. We have nothing left to say until next week. And I hope you're listening because this is just a fun time. If you want to ride away with us and you want to and you want to listen to nonsense slash sports news, uh, we're your we're your guys. And there we uh, are. again, this is uh, Mike Shimbersky, also known as Shimbo Slice. And so you can find me on Mike Shimbersky at M I K O L two five three one. And I have co-host Addison Shumagala. What's your Twitter, man? Well, first off. I think uh, it's important to mention that for future segments, I will be referred to as Bud Lightyear. <laughs> yes, he can fly. Don't don't get that wrong. <laughs> My wings literally say Bud Light. But anyways. <laughs> and uh, he can fly. It's not falling with style. It's No. Or it's, it's throwing up with style. Or drinking is. with style, yeah. But anyways, um, so if you guys want to hit me up anytime, absolutely, questions, comments, suggestions, which we will review. You can hit me up on my Twitter, which is S-A-S-Z-U-M-I-G-A-L-A. No numbers. That's it. Brett. Brett. Uh, Brett finally has a Twitter. Let's see it. I, I do, yeah. So my, if you guys want to get in touch with me on my Twitter, it is B-R-E-T-T-S-Z, as in zebra, 17. That's my at. So get at me if you want to. And that's why it's called the zoo. The zebra. He's the zebra. And like uh, this is why this episode's gotta be the zoo. I'm telling you, there's too many animals involved. Not called the, the zoo. zoo. Dot dot dot. The zoo. Addison hosts the zoo. Dot dot dot. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And here we are. Yeah. I think we're gonna switch back to me being the host next week. Love you guys. You Thanks started off as the host. <laughs> yeah, and you finished it awful. That's because you rambled. <laughs> I blame you for this. <laughs> but all right. Don't, no, Mike. Go ahead. Let's finish. Who let finish the dogs out? Who? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's all we have. And this has been a fantastic time. I enjoy this every time, every week. Thanks for listening. You guys are great. Have a great night. One last thing real quick before we sign off. Just wanted to let you know, anybody out there that's looking to start a podcast, look at anchor.fm. Wonderful free app owned by Spotify. Uh, editing and just recording has never been easier. So feel free, absolutely start a podcast with Anchor.fm. We look forward to uh, giving you guys another episode next week. Thanks for hanging in for this one. We'll catch you next time.
Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.